guess I can't really leave with that joke, can I, Justin? <laughs> no. no, not at all. No, you can't. Not at all. Well, welcome to the Outlaw Radio Show. My name is Zach Adams. So glad that you joined me tonight, my friends, who I'll introduce in just a moment. Uh, I pastor a church located just outside of Athens, Georgia. The name of the church is Calvary 316. If you're familiar with the show, you've heard this rigmarole often, but I'll repeat it. Our Sunday service is at 1030. If you're local, come check us out. If you're not, but would like to watch our service online, uh, we stream to both YouTube as well as to Facebook. You can find all of that information by visiting the church website, which is calvary316.com. That being said, uh, I am joined in the studio by some dear friends. Uh, First and foremost, the producer, uh, Dick Dastardly, the man behind the dysfunction, uh, Mr. Creighton Vaughn. Creighton. Hello, I am the long-suffering man behind the the production. Uh, you know, I will you say you guys I should know, have heard the joke that he was making. I it have was known rough. you. No, I have. Don't tempt me. Don't <laughs> don't do don't it. tempt me. <laughs> no, but I have. Uh, I've known you a long time. Uh, almost thirty years for a long time. That's a long time, and I will say that that recently, um, your beard is growing out. I mean, you have like a borderline. LeBron yes, James looking, style it's beard. Pretty good. It's I mean, looking. it's it's uh, and you've got the mustache coming out. Yes. I mean, it's solid. You're rocking your Calvary 316 T-shirt, Woo. which I'm I like. The the, the mint julep uh, T-shirt, as we call it. Yes. Um, we are also. Would you like to introduce the other cast of characters? We can. I guess, certainly I'll, can. I'll throw a wrinkle in this mess. Why don't you introduce uh, who's who's also with us today? All right, y'all from left to right. We've got the Spice Daddy, Mr. Justin. What's up? We've got uh, Mr. Daddy. I don't remember what our I nickname for you was. That was yet. our that was our daddy nickname back a few years ago when we all had those. No nickname here. Yeah. Kyle well, anyway, his name no is Kyle nickname. Parkin. Next to him is his favorited brother, and that would be Mr. Nick Money. The one without the beard. In-law. Brother-in-law. Well, well, yeah. The brother-in-law. I just, I just go with brothers. I actually don't think of you guys as in-laws. You're just brothers to me. <laughs> Fellas, how you doing? How, how's your week going? It's good. Things are going well? Yeah. Having fun? All Average. Right. I, we'll see. I think we might have a guest, another guest that might be joining us uh, in just a few minutes. Creighton, if you can switch back to me. Yes, you're on. You've got a vamp because I have to so, change the cameras. Absolutely. No, I should go ahead and explain to the audience how the Outlaw Radio Show works. In case you're new to us, I'll make this brief. In case you're not, you hear this often. Uh, but the show is designed to be a conversation amongst friends. That's why Creighton is here, <laughs> among other things. That's also why I'm joined in the studio by, by brothers. So today will be a conversation uh, amongst friends, interactive. Uh, speaking of interaction, the other kind of pillar to the show is that in its live stream capacity, so there's really two kind of versions. Uh, the Outlaw Radio Show is a podcast. Um, it gets podcasted on really all the different platforms, Apple, Google, Spotify. Um, But we record the podcast live. We live stream the recording of the podcast. Uh, We live stream on uh, on YouTube. Uh, Easiest way to find us is outlawradio.live. We also stream on Facebook, facebook.com slash the radio outlaw. On both of those two streams, there's a comment section below. And so Creighton, one of his roles as the producer is that he is monitoring uh, the comments feed. And so if you'd like to chime in on what we're talking about today, in addition to these guys having a conversation with those here in the studio live, uh, if you're watching live, uh, you can submit a question, feedback, comments, 
Uh, you can even submit topics for maybe future episodes. Uh, and so in addition to it being a conversation, uh, it is also designed to be interactive with you, the audience. Uh, the third pillar and kind of the, I think what makes the show unique uh, is that it is entirely uh, unscripted, uh, which is very dangerous, but it is unscripted, uh, meaning the only person that knows what tonight's episode uh, will be about is Creighton. Uh, Creighton, in just a minute, will will introduce uh, a topic, and it'll be my job to turn that topic into uh, a Bible study. I will say, and this is probably a good moment just to add a little caveat, I do my best to turn it into a Bible study. Sometimes Creighton will bring up a social topic, uh, you know, something that's that's kind of happening in America. Um, for example, uh, recently there was a question about uh, kind of the trans movement and, and, and how we're to be handling that as, as Christians. And sometimes on occasion, uh, I will dwell, uh, delve a, a little bit into politics. I try to refrain from doing that as much as I can. Sometimes the topic necessitates it. But we really want to have a Bible study. We want to have a, a Christ-centric conversation, uh, Bible-based, um, about uh, topics dealing with theology, culture, etc. Um, and so the show is unscripted. Uh, it's a conversation. It's designed to be interactive. I, I tie, kind of tease Creighton uh, that we were going to be joined in studio by a dear friend uh, who is late but has arrived nonetheless. And so we can switch over. So that the, really the, the, the guy that is behind the dysfunction of our church is a man by the name of, of Larry Parkin. Uh, Larry uh, really needs no introduction. He is the, the man of mystery, uh, the most interesting man in the universe. Indeed. Uh, also, also looks presently a lot like Tim Allen in Santa Claus. Um, <laughs> Larry, uh, welcome to the Outlaw Radio Show, my friend. Oh, I'm glad to be here. Do you have any idea what you're getting yourself into? Well, I, I've been watching, so yeah. So yeah. you've been watching, you've been listening. Are you, uh, are you ready to contribute now to the dysfunction? Well, I'm ready to be here. You're ready to be here. <laughs> Not sure about the, the contribution you're going to make. We'll find out. We'll find out. Well, you know... I really feel like, I mean, I, my heart is a little saddened uh, that Deal Daddy Derek is not with us tonight. Uh, Deal Daddy uh, is not feeling well and as a result is not with us. But we really kind of, we upgraded the seat a little um, with Larry. So, I mean, you're stepping in for your son-in-law, your favorite son-in-law, by the way. <laughs> no, uh, no, 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 no. The, the, the fa well, Nick, you're the son he never had. That's true. Um, you're the his son he favorite. Always wanted. You're, you're the son he always wanted, unlike Kyle sitting next to you. Derek's the brother I always wanted. Derek's the brother. Oh, man. <laughs> We've got some shade getting thrown around. This is what's. This is. I've, got, I've got all my sons here. I've got Creighton. I've got Nick. <laughs> Kyle, let's be, Justin. Let's be honest. Creighton is the son in law he always wanted to be, but yeah. isn't. Right? We could yeah. say that, Creighton? Yes, I agree. I mean, you struck out on both of the parking girls. I sure did. You sure did. And, and, but you got the basement. So Hey, you know what? It's more like hit by a pitch. I'm not too upset about it. You got to first. I got to first. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> well, with all that being said, I'm right here. Right, right. So with, uh, with, uh, with all of that out of the way... Um, we can transition now. Is anybody else hot? <laughs> we can transition now. So, Craig, what, what in the world, Mr. Vaughn? That's a good, like Mr. Anderson from The Matrix. Mr. Vaughn. I knew a girl in high school called me uh, Creighton Vaughn Taylor. 
She swapped my middle and last name because she thought Vaughn No one Taylor cares was about cool. that. That's right, a really fine. lame anyway, story. No one cares. So what are we talking about tonight? What are, what are we talking about? All right. So we're going to do uh, a very weird topic. Um, this is going to be one of those. That's a shocker, by the I way. I know. I know. This is going to be one of the things that is actually more akin to uh, what was the, the originating thought behind Outlaw Radio, which is that I would come to you with ask you a question about something and then we would talk for four hours about whatever that topic is and you know it would be all kinds of all over the place i think that's how this one's gonna go because my question um is that i've been seeing a lot of things recently like in the news and on social media and all this kind of stuff um about aliens like whether or not they're real they're they're real I've seen a lot of people say that, like, the Pentagon or um, the CIA or something has um, confirmed that there are UFOs. Um, and so the question is... That Kamala Harris is artificial intelligence? You need intelligence. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> um, hey, anyway. you're the black guy on the show. You said that. I'm kidding. I love Kamala. You're a racist. Um, anyway. No, the question is... is I mean, A, do we believe that aliens are a possibility? B, if they are, what does that mean for um, creationism and our faith specifically? Um, and C, did Jesus have to go to multiple planets to die for their sins? Or is the one on Earth good for all sins of all beings in our universe? Okay, let's, uh, like, so we've, we've had an episode about aliens before. So have we done aliens? We have done an episode about aliens. It might not have been with the crew of people here, uh, but I've, and in fact, I did an interview with, with Gary Bates who runs creation.com uh, about aliens in this topic. So um, we're, we're going to kind of approach this all. So if, if you're listening and you've been an outlaw radio show fan for some time and you're like, here we go. Aliens again. Uh, don't worry. Uh, let's let's go at this from a totally different angle. And before I get to it at all, and before I take this really hard right, uh, I'm going to start by asking you guys a question. And I want each of you to answer this question and bloviate about it for as long as you'd like. Just free flow consciousness. But we're going to kind of do an unofficial poll here in the room. Uh, so we'll start with you, Creighton, since you're the one that kind of kind of drop this topic. Mm-hmm. Do you believe that there are aliens? No, I do not. And, and why I, do you not? So the way that I see it is there are two possibilities. Either I am right about God or I'm wrong about God. If I am right about God, then I don't believe there's aliens because there's nothing in the Bible other than maybe if you squint your eyes and tilt your head. Uh, that one passage in Ezekiel. I don't think there's anything in the Bible that um, makes it seem like God had a creation, like life creation outside of earth. Because he told us about all of the life that he made on earth, and he was very specific about where he made it, when. Um, he never mentioned anything in the stars. Okay, well, let me ask, did God create things outside of earth? Yes, he did. Like? Well, he made the stars and the planets around the stars and the micro background radiation and all that kind of stuff. So do you think God couldn't have created other things outside of just the material world outside of earth? I think he could have. I don't think he did. I think he would have mentioned it. So he, if, he went so far as to tell us like, 
when he made the things in the ocean and when he made the things on the land. Okay, did he tell us he about when he made fly? Did he tell us about when he made the angels? No. So there are some things that God made, but he didn't tell us about. Yes. So he could have maybe made some other things he didn't tell us about. Theoretically. It's possible, but your question was not. No, no, no. I'm, I'm just I probing. Believe. I'm not like I, I get to do what you guys get okay. to do here. I'm just saying I don't think so. And that's the reason. Okay. Well, let me let me let me right. kind of tack on another follow up uh, to that to that question. Um, regarding alien life. If aliens were to be discovered, and when I say discovered, we're talking like Will Smith Independence Day, Welcome the cloud to Earth. turns into a flying saucer, or like even better, Mars attacks, <laughs> shooting people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which is a terrible movie, Mars Attacks, by the Great way. Great movie. Just, just a brutally... It's not unusual to be loved by anyone. That Tom Jones cameo was maybe the best part. Um, that the aliens love Tom Jones. Um, I don't know if that's actually a part of the movie or not. I mean, just, I'm pretty sure it's a country song that they love. Yeah, I don't Tom know. Jones. I was in a coma they for two for two months. Song. I lost yeah, my memories. The yeah, their heads explode. Their heads when, yeah. There you go. So, so if if Mars attacks, uh, your belief in God disappears. No. But you just made the comment like like you boiled the alien existing argument down to if what I believe in God is true, great. If it's what it's not. No, you didn't let me finish my, my thought. Oh, I let you finish. You no, just you didn't, didn't complete my your first, thought. My first thought is if God exists, I don't believe aliens exist. Here's why. If God doesn't exist, I still don't believe aliens exist because of some reasons that if so, God doesn't exist, then evolution does. And there are a lot but of my question things is, that if, if require you evolution. Answer my question. Okay. If aliens show up, what does that tell you about God? That there are mysteries to be explored that I don't know about. God. Okay. That's clarity. Yes, I agree with that. That's clarity. That's, that's kind of what yeah. I was wanting to understand. Uh, Nicholas Monty. What's up? The next man in the firing <laughs> block, right? Um, do you believe that aliens exist? No, I don't. Why? I'm a person that is like a believe it, or you see it before you believe it and stuff, or it has an impact before you believe it or something okay. like that. Yeah. And also there's nothing like Creighton said before that in the Bible, he never talked about creating um, anything else like that. But the one thing that I have is there a reference of him creating viruses? No, but that to get to your point, if aliens came, I wouldn't, I would be very, very surprised, but it wouldn't make me not believe in God only because God is boundless. God is limitless. And I can believe that God made another universe and had people there died for them on their, their cross while he was dying for us on his, on our cross, because he is boundless. He is limitless. He can do thousands of those in a second if he wanted to. So you would believe that even though the Bible doesn't say that he did Because there would be a different Bible at that point because it wouldn't, I mean, that's what I think. Like, we have our Bible, we have our So there'd be like an alien Bible. Yeah. At that point, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to question his limits. And that's questioning his limits to me. So I don't believe it because I haven't seen it, but 
I would believe it if I saw it. But you don't believe that they're aliens, so you're like, I'm cool. Yeah, and I don't care. I'm mm. one of those. It's just like, okay, sure. The aliens show up. Let's. Uh, and if they're shooting at me, cool. I get something to shoot. I get to shoot. It. I get something that moves. <laughs> <to shoot back. laughs> All right, that's fair. That's fair. All right, uh, KP. What's uh, what, do aliens exist? Um, maybe. Nice one. <laughs> nice non-answer. Solid. <laughs> non- yep. That's yep. exactly how I feel about it, though. Okay. Um, it's a if they do exist, I can make that work. How uh, would you make it work if they exist? Um, what do you mean by that? that? That there are other forms of life that aren't part of the salvation plan. Like, you know, I don't have to worry about my dog getting saved. Maybe another life form out there is yeah, right. not part of that. Cool. What if they're Whatever. sentient? What? If they're sentient, then, you know, we'll cross that bridge if we get there is the way I feel about it. Um, they're going to go to hell. Maybe. Some of them. Are horses all... sentient? No. What about Talks dolphins? About horses in heaven. Dolphins. That's it. Mm. Yeah, we're riding on a white horse. But they're not in need of salvation. I see the I see mm. the point you're making where there might be animals, there might be other life forms in heaven. Fine, cool. Well, we know there are other life forms in heaven. There are I, angels in heaven, and it's a life form. Maybe the aliens don't need it. I don't know. All right, so you're kind of uh, uh, <laughs> let's cross that bridge when it happens. Kind <laughs> I, have, of I do have another thought. It's another rabbit hole. I don't know if we want. You can shut me down if you don't want to go down it. But I think that most of the the UFO and alien and encounters is more of a spiritual, demonic, um, angels, fallen angels type interaction. Which I completely agree with, and we have past episodes that but that make that argument yeah. that there is alien life, and this is the explanation for for it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're taking a more broad approach, and and again, I'm I'm kind of prefacing that we're going to take a real hard right uh, in, in a few minutes. Uh, Justin, I think this might be the most interesting response of all. Uh, well, Spice Daddy, what, what do I, you got? I want to preface this by saying that. You got to preface yeah. what you're going to say. Uh, so my background's in archaeology. I got a couple degrees in it. And a lot of people are, oh, Indiana Jones, like, make you want to do that? And my answer is, uh, you know, the usual, because they always talk about Indiana Jones. I don't see you as an Indiana Jones, by No, but... One of the reasons that I was inspired to go into archaeology is because my one of my favorite TV shows slash movies is Stargate, <laughs> Stargate SG One, and I've always secretly wanted the Air, U.S. Air Force to recruit me to go to other planets. <laughs> <laughs> Heck yeah! Now, <laughs> that being said, <laughs> that was your preface. That was my preface. So that's not going to happen. I, I am. More similar to my answers to what Kyle just said is not that I'm saying maybe, I'm saying I don't know. But also, I think along the same lines that the UFOs and stuff that we see here, there's too many things that are documented, seen to say this doesn't exist. It's something. And so I don't know if, I don't think they're aliens. But I think if aliens do exist, then they're subject to the fall of all creation. Because if they're created, then they're subject to the fall. I'm going to move on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you touch on some interesting concepts. Now, the, the I told you, Larry, this was going to be one of those situations <laughs> yeah. where, you know, you're going to have to contribute to this dysfunction. Do you believe in aliens... 
And we're not talking about like illegals crossing the southern border. Well, of course, or, they're there. The wall's not finished. The wall's not finished, right. <laughs> of course. Of course. But aliens from another planet. Okay. Well, from another planet, um, no, I, I would have to say that uh, Kyle agrees with me. Okay. Right. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Um, I, I think... Uh, my attitude on all of this is is very much the the fallen angel the uh, um, uh, that angle I think is is probably the best explanation uh, with our limited way of thinking. Um, my thought process though goes back to scripture um, uh, everything the beginning of knowledge is the fear of of God. the beginning of all knowledge is the fear of God. Uh, doing that, if you think if you think in that term, um, God created everything, and then if you look at what we know science-wise of that creation, how vast the universe is, and on a much smaller aspect, uh, you going through everything you went through, how um, how tiny things can be at an atomic level, germs, viruses, um, it's it's just such a uh, a vast creation. Um, also, one of the things that God created is is the dimension of time that we're in. Um, I think it's very possible that uh, that there are other dimensions um, that are existing along with us that uh, that we don't know because we can't see, uh, but very well could be there. Uh, I don't see any reason why God can't create. Um, you know, different dimensions. He, he exists in a dimension that we don't exist in. Um, so, yeah, I think a lot of, uh, a lot of the weird things that, uh, that, that go on um, have a pretty basic logical explanation. Uh, it's just out of our ability to, to understand it. Interesting. So, Creighton, I want you to, I should say, by the way, fellas, as exemplified by Mr. Larry Parkin, that's how you do it. That's how you do it. <laughs> Just saying. Derek, if you're watching, that's why we brought in the big hitter to fill your seat tonight. So, Creighton, uh, let's bring back the, the original question, and then I'm going <clears> to <throat> take a hard right. So oh, you want me to say the original question? Yeah, that's kind of one of the programming things. You got people that are listening, can't listen to the whole thing, so someone might have jumped in. Like, what, what are they talking about? So... We have to repeat some things from time to time. All right. So the original question We're professionals here, Craig. is, um, A, do we believe that aliens exist? Could they exist? Um, B, if they do, uh, what does that mean for our faith in God? And then subsequently, C, does Christ dying on a cross on earth cover them as well? Or would he have to die specifically for different, I guess, species or whatever? Um, that last was a little bit tongue in cheek because once again, I don't believe in aliens. Okay, let me um, and so, let me yeah. let me add like a D to it. Okay, before then I get into it. Um, if such a thing exists, how do we deal with it as Christians? That's basically B. Yeah, is that kind of B then? Yeah, that's basically B. Okay, I'm just making sure that I that I that I'm going to go in a relevant direction. Yeah. So let's start with with what we know for sure. From the Bible, and then also from kind of a real-world dynamic. And I think this will touch a little bit on what Justin said. What we know for sure is that there is nothing that exists 
that wasn't created by God. Again, if we hold the Bible to be true, and we believe that the Bible is authoritative, um, that, that we don't know anything apart from the revelation that's given to us by God, then everything that exists, whether known or unknown, was created by God. Again, we believe that regarding the angelic hosts. We're not told specifically when the angels were created. And for those that might be new to this, the angelic hosts, a third of them followed one of the angels, an angel by the name of Lucifer in rebellion. He became known as Satan. Uh, still angels, still part of this uh, created created uh, being. So we believe everything that exists was created. Uh, that's what the Bible tells us, and that's what we believe if we're going to go off what God has revealed. So everything, everything that exists was created by God. We can also say unequivocally that there are things that God created uh, that are interdimensional, that kind of transcend a bit of, of the natural order. Uh, this might, again, contradict the naturalist, uh, but we believe in the natural world. We also believe in a spiritual world, again, created by God. Uh, Larry mentioned interdimensionality. Uh, we believe uh, that within dimensions, uh, you're still bound by time and space, but that there is created beings with the ability to go interdimensional, uh, able to move between dimensions. Um, not just angels, but this is the justification for our belief in life after death. Um, a great example of this is the Mount of Transfiguration, where Peter, James, and John witnessed Jesus transfigured, and he's joined by two dead guys, Moses and Elijah. Um, and so they have the ability to transcend um, time and space as well, um, in the sense that they're seen on earth with a physical Jesus who is interacting with these two beings that are not technically on earth, but there's this weird blending of dimensionality. Um, we also see it in the three different resurrections performed by Jesus. Uh, Lazarus, uh, Jairus' daughter, or Jairus, however you pronounce uh, his name, or the widow's son of Nain, um, dead. Yet they were called forth uh, from someplace back to life. Um, again, a, a measure of interdimensionality. So, so we know God created we know that there is a, a, a multi-level dimension. We actually have evidence of that, even from a naturalistic perspective. It's, it still kind of fits within the realm of, of theoretical science, math. Um, but, you know, there are, I think, what is the, the, the most recent count? Like six? Ten. Ten. So ten theoretical dimensions um, apart from our, our own. Um, and I love some of the television shows that deal with the concepts of of dimensions and um man in the high castle an amazon show a uh, great example of just kind of the unique things that you you can think about in regards to it so so we know that that god created all things we know that there are different dimensions and that that part of the created universe can can move between dimensions and therefore can be hidden by dimension um that 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 just because we live in our particular three-dimensional realm doesn't mean that there aren't created beings that can exist in other dimensions we can't see and therefore move back and forth. The angelic host, again, probably being the prime example, but life after death. A place called hell, Sheol, 
heaven, etc. Again, things that we're told in the Bible. So again, our, our point of revelation. It's also true that within the natural world, that there are things that God created that we don't know about. Um, again, it's kind of the beauty of science and the beauty of discovery. Um, we are constantly discovering things that we didn't know about a hundred years ago, a thousand years ago, a millennia ago, last week for Pete's sake, the, the rapid expansion of, of science. You know, we're constantly learning things about our universe that have always existed again, since creation, but we're just now discovering. Uh, one of my favorite shows was you guys ever watch planet earth? The, 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 the nature documentary, Yeah, the nature documentary yeah. where, where they would like film, they would go into remote places, whether it was the deepest parts of the sea or remote places in, in the mountains. Um, and they would film things that no one had ever seen before. Like beautiful things, like, you know, things that were rumored to potentially be true, but no one had ever seen it before. And what I loved about the show is it's like if you believe in a in a in a a biblical understanding of the natural universe, it's like planet Earth was broadcasting things that God created on one of the six days for us to literally enjoy the moment that planet Earth documentary aired. You know, that he created these things and that we see them for the first time, again, six to 10,000 years later. But it's like, wow, this has always been there, even though we, we've never seen it before, but it's always been there. And now we get to see it for the first time. So one of the things I love about space and the Tubble telescope and some of, I think they just launched another telescope that's going to replace Hubble. And, and, you know, you get these images that get sent back of of parts of the universe we've never, ever, ever, ever seen before. Things you couldn't see with the naked eye in the night sky. And it's like, how awesome, right? <clears throat> that God created that. Again, from a biblical worldview, God created that. And we are just now able to see it. So we affirm that reality. That there are things that God created that we are completely oblivious of. Yes, in other dimensions, in a, let's say a spiritual realm but also in our natural world, like physical things that we've never seen before that we see now, but we've never seen until now. Again, just affirming a reality that I think contributes to the conversation. We can also say definitively, again, from the revelation of scripture, that God created everything with man being the crescendo of that creation that of the, all the things that God created that man humanity was created unique distinct different from everything else uh, we know that because we're told in the Genesis account that God created man again unique in his image and likeness again the phraseology is very peculiar interesting fascinating distinct we're created in the image and likeness of God. Now, that doesn't mean that we're gods into ourselves, but that there is something that exists within humanity that finds its origin, that is a mirror 
of the Godhead, of the triunity of God. Something about humanity reflecting that image of God that isn't found anywhere else in the, in the created universe. Um, I would say what's unique is that we are created with a triune nature, uh, mind, body, and soul. Again, something uh, unique, a trichotomy of such, which again is different than the natural world, the rest of the animal kingdom, um, the plant kingdom. <clears throat> and then also, and this might be a different conversation for another day, but the angelic kingdom, the angelic world, um, that there's something different. Again, um, we're told in Hebrews that humanity is above even the angels, that, that one day we will judge the angels, um, that we will play a role in that. We are, we are different than even the angelic hosts. The other thing we can say for sure, again, playing into the, the, the conversation, and I'm going to make my point in a minute, but I'm just laying a lot of groundwork here from a biblical standpoint, is that, that all of creation exi exists, was created by God for a very particular purpose. And that was to bring humanity benefit and joy. It's why man was placed in dominion over creation. Which again, I think is what's really cool about like documentaries like Planet Earth and when we discover new things that, that awe us and inspire us. It's like God created certain stars with the knowledge that man would be completely oblivious to their beauty until one day, many years from then, with the advancements of technology through the lens of a scope, would be able to see and capture this beauty and say, whoa, look at that, right? And be amazed by it. That's awesome to me. You know, the stars... You know, I, I, I recently was able to go to the beach. And I love the beach. I love the ocean. But, but God created it for my enjoyment, for, for all of our enjoyment. And if you don't like the beach, he created the mountains for it. You're a mountain person. Or the lake. You, you enjoy lake life. For me, I'm a salt guy. I went to the beach, and, and after the year that I've had, this was my first trip to the beach, and, uh, and I felt like a, a newly hatched baby turtle, you know? I'm not real good on my feet. I kind of waddled my way up to the, the water and the, the water washed over my feet and my sand was in the, my toes were in the sand and the smell of the breeze. And, and I started to cry. I turned to Jessica and I said, I'm so glad to be alive. It just, it was therapeutic and beautiful, but God created that for our enjoyment, something to enjoy. You know, God created beautiful people to be admired. You know, it's, it's one of the reasons where I'm like, I'm like, you know, you see somebody that's that's good looking, and it's like you're welcome. Uh, thank you. All right, Justin. Yeah, you jumped right in there. But it's like, good job, God. You were on your A game. And, and of course, we understand that God created ugly people to make beautiful people more beautiful. You're welcome. There you go, Craig. <laughs> but so we know, and I think this is important, is that 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 cre that creation was was in its origins designed to bring a bring about. Um, a blessing to man. Um, go for a hike if you're feeling if you're f feeling gloomy. Go out and breathe some fresh air. Garden. I I, I know a pastor that um, that that's his therapy. He is like an, a master gardener, and 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 he gets done with Sunday, and and Monday for th he spends the whole day gardening, and he puts his hands in the soil and. 
And it's just a blessing to him. Beautiful flowers and vegetables and wonderful. Now, we can also say what? And, and this will get interesting because Larry kind of touched on something. And I don't know if this is where you were going, but, I, but I'm going to kind of go there because I think it's an interesting idea. But we also know that, that part of the fall is that creation created for man's benefit um, rebelled. You know, so, so creation was created to bless humanity, who was therefore given dominion over creation. God created man in his image and likeness. God delights in man. Uh, but man rebelled against God. You know, man rebels against God. So what happens? God allows creation to rebel against man. He says to, to, to Eve, you'll have pain in childbirth. This command, you know, fill the earth. Um, be fruitful and multiply. Um, was going to come with repercussions now. Um, Adam was given charge over the garden, but now uh, thorns and thistles. Your work will be labor. So God allows creation to rebel against man, to remind man of his rebellion against God, which the rebellion of creation against man ends up therefore being a part of the fall, part of the curse which is why we see very stark examples of this natural world rebelling against man and in certain instances being used by God to judge man. Not to say that every hurricane should be seen as the judgment of God on whoever it strikes, um, but we see tornadoes and, and we see, you know, we're told ultimately like when Jesus comes back and, and the world is falling apart, that creation is groaning. It's the word this uses, groaning for its maker. Um, more specifically, Sodom and Gomorrah, uh, destroyed by God using natural forces, fire and brimstone, maybe even potentially a meteor shower of volcanic activity. So God has allowed hum you know, the natural world to rebel against man. It's why um, the dinosaurs became extinct very soon after the flood because man didn't stand a chance. But we see man is not at the top of the food chain. You, know, you don't want to go jump into a lion cage. That lion will eat you. You know, go swimming with a great white. You're not going to win. Um, again, just creation, uh, rebelling against man, which, by the way, is why we also see in the descriptions of heaven, the natural world still existing, um, animals existing within the, the kingdom age, uh, but, but things have been restored. You know, Jesus describes the lion laying down with the lamb, or the child that's playing with the cobra. Uh, again, drastic examples that, that's illustrating the restoration of something that had been broken. So that's a whole lot of just biblical idea to now get to the direction I'm, I'm going to take this hard right, which I guess before I do it, any questions or thoughts or feedback from you guys before I, before I go here? One kind of thought. Okay. Uh, where does the concept of alien life, I guess, from other planets come from? Okay. That, like, is it, is it a more recent philosophy or is it a one that's been around from the beginning? Why, why do we think that there's other beings on other planets? 
Okay, we'll get to that in a moment. I have, I have another thought. Yes, Joe. And this is something I'm going to kind of add to whatever I... Which, real quick, Justin, when I say that, if, if I don't back around all the way to the essence of that question, bring it back up, but but I think I'm going to address that. I think I'm going to get to that. Kyle. Um, you'd, like, I had said that you know I would ad- address the existence of aliens if it came about. Thinking here a little bit, I'm going to add a add a thing to that, maybe take a stand on it, is that... Um, Creation, well, what we're in right now, the church age, is 100% in the Bible specified as being intended to bring glory to Christ in the end. So I think that I would have to say that if there is other life, that um, it's not, it doesn't affect Jesus' work and what what I believe in my faith. Okay. Does that make sense? This is a great qualifier. I'm going to totally 100% get into that. Okay, cool. Anybody else? Anything else before I before I pivot? Larry, you got anything, or are you, you kind of tracking yeah, no, with me thus far? No, I would. Uh, Am I missing anything about the the topic from a biblical standpoint? No, the only thing I would I would add on that is is that it's it is clear that uh, in Revelation that in the end uh, this earth this fallen earth is going to be burned up and it's going to be replaced with a new earth. Um, and again, that's for us. It's for uh, mankind and eternity is is uh, you know by definition is pretty long, and I think <laughs> right. the vastness of the creation um, is there for a purpose. In that, you know, when we're outside of this dimension and everything, uh, we're going to have the ability to uh, take in a whole lot more than we are now, mm. and the vastness of that creation is again for our for us, um, so we can enjoy things that we're maybe just now discovering in in a very minute way we're going to be able to really explore and enjoy uh up close and personal once uh you know once we're in our new bodies and with jesus so anybody anybody else real quick we good we good all right well let me let me add a couple more things that that begin to pivot the discussion and this kind of stems directly off of, of what you just mentioned, Kyle. <clears throat> what do we know? We know very, very clearly that sin, and therefore the curse, entered through man. It didn't enter through any other aspect of the created, the created universe. Uh, even though Lucifer rebelled against God, and led a rebellion against God. We're told that sin, in the judgment, the fallout, the curse of sin, and its unique ramifications, was brought about very specifically through the sin of, of the man, of Adam. Um, not a conflict, again, however you want to see, uh, and the complications of, of Lucifer. You know, Lucifer's rebellion was never classified as sin in that regard, but Lucifer's a lesser being, than man. Man, unlike the angelic beings, were, was created in the image and likeness of God, which means that his rebellion carried forth a different, a different um, effect. So sin came through man. Didn't come through aliens. Didn't come from angels. Didn't come from any other aspect of the created universe. The Bible's clear. And again, we're going off of the revelation of Scripture that sin came through Adam. Meaning that salvation could only come through a man. 
that man, again, and there's a lot of theology playing itself out in what I'm saying. Uh, it had to be a man. Sal- salvation, the Savior, had to be a man. It had to be a sinless man, meaning that that man could not have, have had a, di- a blood dissension of, of Adam, would have to be born uh, of a woman, a virgin. The virgin conceived. Jesus, sinless, did not receive his nature from his father, Adam, but received his nature from his father, God. Jesus, 100% man, but 100% God, lived a sinless life, but then he died as a man, paying the penalty of our sin, not his own, because again, he was sinless. So, so we understand biblically, sin came through man, and therefore the fall and the curse, and that the remedy had to also come through man, that being Jesus. So again, these are the things that we know for sure. So to the specifics of creating your question, do I believe aliens exist? Um, maybe, maybe not. I have no idea. Um, is it possible that all of the, uh, the, the, the phenomenon uh, that we're seeing uh, more recently, things that have been uh, recorded from um, aviators to the Pentagon to our military, um, things picked up um, with our, our, our technology, um, things that move contrary to uh, physics. Um, are these things uh, alien? Um, well, I mean, I, they're alien in some regard. Could they be angelic? Uh, sure. I would even say more probably. Um, could they be something other than an, a- angels? Um, to that, I would say maybe they could be, uh, but, but again, it, it would fit within all of the criteria I just established. So let's say that there are little green men. Okay. And, and, and I say that loosely as just kind of the common manifestation of what we consider to be aliens. Uh, what I can say is that they are by definition, uh, not human. Um, they, they are a lesser created being than humanity. Uh, we refer to them as intelligent beings, or at least the theory of them is as intelligent, intelligent life forms. Uh, but dolphins are very intelligent. That, that doesn't mean that they are created in the image and likeness of God on par with humanity. Uh, could they be more powerful than humanity? Well, sure. Uh, a great white shark is much, a much better swimmer than I am. Um, I have a greater IQ, uh, but it'll eat me nonetheless. Um, Dolphins are incredibly smart. Pigs are incredibly smart. That doesn't, that doesn't make them on par with humanity. Again, the Bible says that, that it is man and man alone created in the image and likeness of God. And it is man and man alone that sinned and brought about the curse. And it is man, by man and man alone, that salvation might come. Uh, if there is an alien that's intelligent, that doesn't necessarily mean that it was created in the image and likeness of God, which means that it's not by which sin came and it's not by which Jesus had to die. It is just part of the created order. And even though we haven't uh, necessarily seen evidence of them yet, uh, if they arrived, does that shake my belief in God? No, because I think it still fits within my biblical understanding of the natural world. Just because I haven't seen it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. And once I see that it exists, um, wow. Now, this is where we can get weird. Um, Does God use the natural world to judge man? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We got all kinds of examples of that. 
many, many of which I, I, I laid out, but yeah, the flood, great example of it. Um, does God use man to judge man? Sure. Uh, just looking at the Bible, <clears throat> Assyria. Woe to Assyria, the rod of my anger and yeah. the staff and whose hand is my indignation. We got Assyria, we got Babylon, uh, and later days, Greece, Rome. Uh, we've got all kinds of examples of God raising up nation against nation to be his, his instrument of judgment. Um, if we end up with this really weird dynamic where spaceships show up and we've got these alien creatures that are coming down destroying things, would, would that be completely out, out, you know, abnormal to a biblical narrative? I think there might be some examples of maybe just that happening in the book of Revelation. Again, described by John, maybe using different type of, of verbiage or vernacular. But uh, could there be alien invasions? We have a hundred million man army that doesn't fit any natural description on Earth. Um, ravaging a quarter of the planet. Could it be an alien invasion? Again, God using a natural being that exists someplace else ordained just for that purpose for that time it's why like sending out radio signals is kind of like the height of like man's stupidity i don't believe in aliens and i agree with you there but but isn't that wouldn't <laughs> that be <laughs> but wouldn't that be ironic that it's like aliens show up and it's like hey thanks for the thanks for the uh the indicator yeah thanks for uh, ringing ringing the dinner bell yeah we're yeah. here and <laughs> uh and let's have, some, let's have some fun right um, you know, it's interesting that aliens, you know, when, when you when you hear about people and their encounters with alien abductions, isn't it interesting that they're always kind of bizarrely sexual in nature? And, and you're like, well, that's weird. But we have these bizarre accounts of fallen angels and leaving their proper abode and having interactions. My point, and, and again, this is getting to your question, Creighton, um, does Jesus have to die on... Could there be aliens? Sure. Does it change? If, if aliens showed up tomorrow, does it, does it shake any of our foundations about God? Not at all. Because again, I think it can completely and consistently fit within what we know of Scripture. Um, could there be a purpose in it? God's judgment? Sure. Did Jesus have to die for them? Absolutely not. Because again, what we know, even if they're intelligent, they are by definition not human. So, again, I, we took a hard ride. I, I didn't want to go, like, deep into the angel, demon explanation. Like, well, what if little green men do show up? Um, is that a crazy thing? And should we now, like, throw out our Bible and, well, God's not real? Um, it's like, well, no, God, Jesus didn't die for them. Uh, they're different than us. And they might be stronger than us, uh, but they're not us. Because, again, the Bible says a lot of things clearly, and I think that this could fit within our understanding. That make any sense, or did I just go off the rails? No, that made a lot of sense, and I think that you actually did a really good job answering the last question, um, which I actually made initially kind of tongue-in-cheek. Um, About Jesus dying on a, another planet's right, cross yeah. kind of thing? That was kind of tongue-in-cheek, but I thought that was a really... I think that was a very interesting point and might be my favorite of the three that you answered. Well, I will also I very say much enjoy that. for the aliens that really are among us, also known as Mormons, <laughs> Jesus didn't come to North America 
uh, either. So yeah, neither did any Jews. Yeah, yeah, equal opportunity offenders. There's um, to answer your question. There's a really good book written in the 1970s called The Apostle from Outer Space, and it kind of goes into that kind of Jesus dying for mm-hmm. another intelligent. It's interesting. Work of fiction, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then you also have one of my favorite authors, C.S. Lewis, and his space trilogy that kind of goes into that, yeah. too. It's one I just recently heard about that, and I, I want to read, read those about once a year. A lot of people don't know that C.S. Lewis had a space trilogy. Yep. Yeah. I will tell you, as someone that has attempted to read the space trilogy, and I say attempted because I got like halfway through the first book at the beach, and then it rained, and I left it in my chair, and it got ruined, and I just haven't bought them since. Very difficult reading. Yeah. The first half of the first yep, book. It is. But, like, man, uh, it, it it blows your mind. It does. It's the stuff he, he puts out there. And it's like a work of fiction, but it's also just like maybe it's not a work of fiction. C.S. <laughs> Lewis had a very interesting insight into a lot of things. Nick, you're, you've been the quiet one. Always am. What's your uh, What are your thoughts? Like, did I, did I address the topic? Uh, you feel like you have a better understanding in regards to just some of your own thoughts about it. Yeah, I mean, my thoughts are pretty much the same. I mean, like you said, and I'm not going to believe it until I see it, but it's one, if I do see it, it's not going to shake my belief. Like, my belief is in Christ, and it's, it's unwavering. And Instead of hunting deer yeah, I or mean, turkey, it, you can hunt some alien. Well, that's always going to be fun. There you go. <laughs> Except for they, they potentially might shoot back. Well, I mean, that, as I was, my preface to, to, to what I was saying earlier, if the, anybody at the Air Force Stargate program is listening, <laughs> I, am, I, I wouldn't mind a job. So There you go. There you Space go. archaeologist. I'm an, archaeolo- Space daddy. I'm an archaeologist, Space and I'm pretty good with weapons. So There you go. So, Kyle, uh, what, what are your thoughts? On um, uh, yeah, m- maybe they're there, but don't think that I love they're there. What are think- your thoughts on it, Kyle? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's like what I said at the beginning. Yeah. yeah, maybe they're there, but I don't think that it affects the, the Jesus plan. I don't think it affects. What do you think of the idea of God using aliens to I judge man? I love that. I'm currently teaching through Revelation with the youth. Um, Gonna use that one. I'm 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 gonna look into that a little bit more. And make, that, <laughs> nice. make that make that fit. <laughs> I actually, when I taught recently, I say recently, maybe the last year or two, taught through the Book of Revelation at Calvary 316 and. And I like there's some passages where it's like, hey, there's not like people talk about the hundred million man army being China, except for you read the descriptions of them. And it's like, uh, no, not China. Uh, They don't seem like Chinese to me Um, or like, you know, the spirits coming uh, to me. It's like alien invasion makes way more sense. And. The what? No, the um, locusts the locust. with glowing chest plates and yeah. glowing faces and yeah, yeah, aliens. Um, but I mean, but even even if they're not in our conventional sense, like, let's just say they're demons. Can't you see the the media explanation for this? Oh, absolutely, as being an alien invasion. Oh, yeah. and wouldn't that fit into Satan's mo as a deceiver? Yeah, for and sure. And, and more, and more getting ready for the end times kind of thing is setting himself up as more accepted like, uh, rejection invasion. of God. Yeah, uh, I mean, if, like for if the rapture sure. happens, what what do you think the be- best ep- uh, explanation of millions of people? Just abductions. Abductions. Or is, they took them first and right. then they came. There you go. Or, or or how about this? How how do you think? You know, so 
over seven years, a lot of really crazy stuff happens, right? And yet, yet somehow, the Antichrist is able to convince the world to come together to fight Jesus. Um, you know, from a from a just trying to play that out in a media standpoint. You know, couldn't you hear, especially after so much of this has gone on, that the Antichrist is able to say, uh, we're, we're prepping for another invasion from outer space, and uh, they're going to be led by this, this king, and there's an army coming, and we need to gather for this great cosmic battle. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. well, there's a bunch of weird videos of people that like channel aliens from other planets, and for some reason... They always start talking about Jesus not being God and stuff like that. It always pivots to Jesus with these. All right, people. you're going to have to get way more information and bring that back. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I don't that sounds get into like it. some really, oh yeah, like I, deep dark Reddit dive is is what <laughs> that is. Is a YouTube black hole. YouTube, a YouTube time. black yeah. hole. <laughs> All right, let's let uh, let's let the, the new guy, Larry. Uh, any he's final the oldest thoughts? Guy. He's the oldest new guy. He's the yeah. oldest yeah. new guy. You are officially maybe the oldest person ever on the Outlaw Radio Show. Wow. Yeah. What an honor. We should have yeah. got you a hat. That's because Joe... Oh, no, oh, we should have Leslie on then, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That might be a mistake. No, you shouldn't. <laughs> no, you shouldn't. For the record, that's that's Larry's wife, for those that might not know. So uh, any, any final thoughts you want to share before I sign us out? Yeah, I think... Um, I think when Jesus gave the revelation to John that he should have given him a, a zip drive or something too, <laughs> a video form to where we could just see everything for ourselves and Agreed. then we have these, que- uh, yep. these questions. What's fun is that, uh, you know, I, I, I get your sentiment, but I'm going to see it from a different vantage point. I will be part of the alien invasion riding behind Jesus and I would rather get my first glimpse of this from that perspective. Okay, all right. I, I yeah. hope my horse is big enough to hold me. Justin, your horse, you might have the one elephant in heaven. <laughs> well, the last time I rode a hor- horse was like this mini Mongolian horse, and my feet were touching the ground. I bet a Clydesdale could do the job. Maybe. And then the horse died, and y'all ate it. <laughs> no, maybe. And backwards Mongolian. <laughs> so, Crane, how was it? Was that that, that hit? Yeah, I think that hit great. I uh, I wish I had realized that we had done an Aliens episode prior to this. Uh, I thought this was going to be novel, but it was novel to me, and I think it might be novel you to a lot of our viewers. You produced the show, Creighton. I didn't produce that one. I don't know what happened. All right. Anyway, I'm, sign I'm, uh, us out. Thank you guys for joining me. Appreciate it. Yep. <laughs> well, thank you so much for uh, watching and or listening to the Outlaw Radio Show. Again, if you're listening, uh, check out the live stream every Wednesday night. Um, at 8 p.m. A little programming note. Uh, we will not be meeting next week. It's kind of the 4th of July week, uh, but we will be back the week after. Uh, if you are watching uh, the live recording of the show, check out the podcast. Uh, we podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify. Uh, please leave us a comment. Leave a, a rating, a review. Um, pass it along to your friends and family. Once again, my name is Zach Adams. So glad that you joined me tonight. Uh, much grace. God bless. God bless.